my heart is full right now. Uh, have, have a look around the room, uh, which you can because you're in this kind of kind of semicircle thing. Um, God has blessed us with some phenomenal people, um, and we're, we're talking about elders. Uh, and I, I promise you, I, I'm not putting that off. We'll get to that. But this is a room full of leaders. Uh, this 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 is a room full of people that. I think God has got great purposes for, and um, I know I said we're going to kind of pray for the potential elders and government and things. We might do some of that, but part of of what I feel inclined to do this evening is to fan to flame the gift in this room. All of you are a gift to this church, and part of appointing elders is to see also, kind of the, the cork bursting off the top of the, the bottle to release much more. And I, in the sense, I'm believing for more of a release in all of us of God's plans and God's purposes. Um, so just to say, let's be expectant uh, for God to propel some of us out uh, in new ways and to be stirring faith in us for the role we have to play as well. But, uh, uh, genuinely. Uh, every single one of you, uh, I, I, I love the potential you've got. I love the, the stuff you're carrying and will be carrying really soon. Um, this is a room of calibre. Uh, I remember the first Sunday meeting Church Central had, um, kind of Easter time, 1997. Um, there are more people in the room now than were in the, that first meeting. And back then we were kind of scrabbling around trying to find leaders. Uh, obviously, I'm pretty blown away by what it's really right now. So, eldership. Well, we'll come back to you in a moment. But eldership. Uh, my main task, I guess, this evening, why at least some of you have come out <coughs> dressing gowns and all kinds of fancy attire. It's great to see you, by the way. I like those gowns. Very good. Um, uh, the reason I guess some of you are here is to hear the news about... Uh, the proposed new elders at Church Central South. So uh, here's what I'm going to try and do in the next 20 minutes uh, or so. Uh, I'm going to answer a number of questions. First of all, what is an elder? There's not going to be an exam at the end, but, I'm going to, but what is an elder? What precisely does an elder do? Um, who can be an elder? Or what are some of the qualifications for eldership? Uh, who are the elders actually going to be? And what happens next? Uh, and then a few random potted thoughts uh, of mine just to, to round it all off. So, first of all, what is an elder? Uh, first and foremost, uh, elders are God's gift to the church. Uh, that being said, they're, they're not like a higher calling or a better calling. It's not like, well, if you make it to elder level, then you you kind of made it to the kind of top of the church hierarchy. No, we, we don't believe in that. Uh, we, we don't believe that elders are more important or, or kind of above uh, everyone else in some kind of status way. That being said, though, el- eldership is a unique calling. I will unpack a bit of that uh, in the next few moments. Uh, let me just kind of... Um, Dwell for a bit on some of the biblical words that I think give us a bit of a clue or a bit of a steer on what an elder is. The first word, don't expect too profound this evening, the first word is the word elder. 
um, which uh, speaks of um, maturity um, and also I think we've lost something in our culture where the older you get the more dismissive people uh, tend to be about you and uh, we, we spend most of our time trying to make out we're younger than we are and we, we don't like the thought of kind of reaching those kind of milestone ages we, we kind of deny uh, getting older but actually in in the creation that God has made if you certainly kind of look back on previous generations there, there's something uh, of honour about those who were older there was something of dignity uh, of the those who are older uh, in the community and so as we talk about eldership we're, we're speaking of maturity not solely in terms of years we're not just looking for the oldest people in the church uh, we're looking for a kind of spiritual maturity but it does speak of something of a dignified position uh, as well now other words you'll, you'll find in the new testament with words like pastor or shepherd or overseer uh, those kind of words describe the function of an elder. They, they pastor, they care for people, they're, they're like shepherds. Uh, come back for Church Central 1 next Sunday. Uh, I'm going to talk about shepherding uh, for best part of 40 minutes, so I'll do that next time. Uh, and overseeing, kind of overseeing the, uh, the, the life and the, the, the health and the well-being of the church. So that's a bit about what an elder is. What precisely does an elder uh, spend their time doing? Well, uh, to keep it simple, uh, I think there are three key words that uh, give a bit of a steer on this. I think elders guard, they guide, and they govern. Uh, I'll say a bit about each of those things, guard, guide, govern, but uh, just want to read some verses uh, from Acts 20 that kind of highlight some of those things. This is Paul uh, instructing the elders in Ephesus, he says, so guard yourselves, and there's a word guard, guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church, purchased with his own blood, over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers, like vicious wolves, will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch out. Remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day, and my many tears for you. So from that, we see that elders are called to, first of all, guard themselves. It isn't just out there kind of guarding other people all the time. Really, they need to guard and watch over their own lives and ensure that they are walking in purity, walking uh, before God uh, in uh, good heart. So guard themselves, but also uh, in this passage, there is a sense of guarding God's people or, or the flock uh, that are under their care. And also an element of guarding the truth, uh, the sense of watching out for uh, heresy and wrong teaching and false teachers and guarding the, the, the truth uh, for the church. So guard guide as well. I think this whole element of, uh, of uh, being like shepherds in the flock, there's a guiding element of watching and caring for flock, uh, guiding in truth, uh, guiding in vision and direction, uh, guiding in the mission that God has for us, uh, guiding us increasingly into the likeness of Christ. So we're to guard, we're to guide, uh, and others are also to 
govern, to oversee the church, to teach, to, when necessary, discipline, to shape the values of who we are uh, and what we believe. That's what an elder does. Who can be an elder then? Uh, Well, interestingly, the Bible says more about what makes an elder, who an elder is, than what an elder does. Now, there are three key Bible passages, and we're going to delve into them uh, in a few moments' time. There's 1 Timothy 3, there's Titus 1, uh, there's 1 Peter 5. Uh, each of these passages uh, mention that the various character qualifications for eldership. And uh, as we're going to see uh, in a few moments, I think one of the remarkable things about these lists of characteristics of elders is really how unremarkable uh, each of these lists really is, with the exception of being able to teach and not being a recent convert, really they're all characteristics of every Christian, or at least characteristics that every Christian should aspire to. In other words, elders are simply called to give a great example of normal Christianity and to model basic Christian character to the rest of the church. So uh, in terms of what makes an elder, it's someone who's had a model or demonstrate the character qualities that all of us should be aspiring to uh, in our walk with Jesus. Now, before we read these passages, and I promise we will read the passages very soon, I just want to explain what I want you to do as I read them. Uh, First and foremost, I want you personally to be open for God to speak to you about areas in your life. So as I read these passages, don't just be thinking about, oh, how does this relate to the potential elders? Think, how does this relate to me? If I hold these passages up like a kind of mirror in front of me, how much are they a reflection of me? And what what are some of the areas uh, here that maybe uh, I should be focusing on and uh, looking to uh, grow in? So don't just think about other people in the room. Think of yourself. How, how, How does this land with you? And then, and only then, I want you to consider whether these passages are a good description of the Church Central South elders. Which begs the question, how can we do that if we don't know who the Church Central South elders actually are? And so, without any further ado, it is my great pleasure to reveal that we are proposing, a bit of a drum roll, at this point uh, in, in uh, Northside, uh, one of the newest members of the church who's recently become a Christian stood up and took a bow, <laughs> which was slightly awkward, so well done for the maturity in this room, none of you playing that game. Uh, although uh, someone in South earlier on, they, they were given uh, an envelope um, uh, this morning um, and they thought it was their invitation to eldership, uh, which they gladly told me about, but actually it was some safeguarding thing. So, <laughs> so anyway, they are not in the room right now. <laughs> I put them straight and they're not here. <laughs> so, so, the proposed elders are uh, joining uh, Johnny and myself, who are already uh, elders um, in Church Central. Uh, we are inviting Ed. Uh, this could go horribly wrong if others don't get the same kind of responses. So, uh, let, let, let's have a 
uh, Ed, uh, Tim. <laughs> and one more, Rich. Good response. <laughs> uh, and uh, as I said earlier, <coughs> this is not a closed shop. Like, if we appoint these guys, well, that's it for eldership now, and um, we're, we're doing other stuff. No, uh, we're really kind of thinking who else can we be developing and bringing through? And uh, what you're looking about, kind of your own role, kind of what, what leadership you can be released into as well. But uh, Johnny and I, uh, along with Ed, Tim and Rich, uh, proposed elders for Church Central South. And so uh, as I read uh, these three passages about the qualifications of fellowship, uh, I want you to be considering uh, whether they're a good description of your life uh, and of my life, Johnny's life, Ed's life, Rich's life and Tim's life, as Johnny just checks to see whether he is now disqualified. Uh, uh, just say, as I read these, let's not be kind of really pernickety. Um, but we are not expecting absolute perfection at least 100% of the time. So but there is a little bit of leeway here. Uh, I want to encourage you to have uh, kind of a, a generosity of spirit uh, to believe the best about others and show at least a modicum of grace. So, for example, uh, Tim, you, you realise he's just invested in a new TV. That doesn't disqualify him from being greedy uh, or kind of worshipping the God of Mammon. Um, or if, I don't know, if uh, next Sunday at Church Central 1, there's a bit of a squabble between uh, Ed's kids and Rich and Ruth's Girls, you think, well, they clearly can't be elders now because they can't control their children. I mean, yeah, let, 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 let's be real about this, about kind of kind of general behaviour. Or uh, if kind of uh, as we leave this evening, kind of Johnny cuts you up in the car park. Uh, that might be mildly irritating. You might have words with him, but that doesn't necessarily uh, disqualify him from eldership. Whereas we get to the thing about hospitality. If you think, well. Some of these guys have never invited me round to their house. They therefore cannot be an elder. Well, give them a chance. They, they, they may invite you round at some point. And if they don't, there are different ways of showing hospitality as well. So I guess what I'm saying is take this seriously, but not like in a really pharisaical kind of judgmental way. We got that? Yeah? Okay, let's crack on. First of all, 1 Timothy 3, verses 1 to 7. The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer or an elder must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit 
and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. That's 1 Timothy 3, verses 1 to 7. Next up is Titus 1, verses 5 to 9. Titus 1, verses 5 to 9. This is why I left you in Crete. Uh, This is Paul writing to Titus. Um, That's why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If they are above reproach, a husband of one wife, and their children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination. For an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. So some parallels uh, with uh, 1 Timothy 3, a few other little bits thrown in there as well. And then 1 Peter 5, uh, 1 Peter 5 verses 1 to 4. Peter says this, So I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. When the chief shepherd appears, you'll receive the unfading crown of glory. Now, I haven't prepared a kind of worksheet with all of those kind of things on. I'll leave it for you to go away and just have a kind of think about kind of those passages and myself, Johnny, Rich, Tim and Ed and kind of how much, as far as you're aware, this is a description of our lives. So what happens next? Well, we're not going to appoint elders this evening. Uh, sorry, that, that's why you're here. We're not going to do it this evening uh, because we want to give you uh, enough opportunity to feed back on this. Um, and I'll be delighted if, if all of you got in touch with me. And uh, it might be you think, well, I can't get in touch. I can't think of any criticism to bring. Uh, but uh, get in touch and say, yeah, I, I, I endorse them thoroughly. Or this is why I, I think uh, so-and-so should be uh, an elder, because I see this in them and this in them and this in them. But if, uh, on the flip side of that, you, you have any questions or any concerns or any uncertainty about this, um, I'd very much like to hear from you. And if you're aware of something in these lists that we might have missed, so, for example, um, if you know that Tim has five wives and has duped all of us, um, I think Liz would like to know as well, but uh, I, I, I know I said generosity of spirit and believe in the best, but but please pipe up and, and let us know. Um, uh, and and no, that, that's maybe uh, an unhelpful example, I don't know. But if there are serious things that you're aware of, please, we, we want to know and we want to hear. So any concerns or, or, or questions or encouragements, 
I would love to hear from you. And that might just be uh, through kind of catching me at the end of a meeting and, 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 and passing it on. Uh, or if you want to email me, uh, my email address is jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, at churchcentral.org.uk. Uh, if you can't remember that, um, I'm sure you can get to me through the website or something. Um, or yeah. So I want to hear from you. Uh, we're not going to make it really open-ended, so if you think of something in a year's time, you've probably missed the boat. Uh, but let's say in the, in the next two or three weeks, I'd love to hear from you um, about this. And then the plan would be, um, having kind of worked through kind of any conversations on the back of that, if it's still looking good for, uh, for these guys to be elders, we'd look to appoint them um, early on uh, in 2020. So we'll get kind of Christmas uh, over and done with, uh, beginning of the new year, we'll look to appoint them on a Sunday morning. Um, want everyone to be involved with that, uh, in terms of praying, standing alongside, celebrating. I'm hoping there'll be a food element to it. Um, it. It will be a good morning, a morning not to be missed. So that'll be early in the new year. Um, and on the back of that, um, as we've explained previously, we will then launch Church Central South as a church in its own right. Uh, at the same time, we'll also be doing the same thing Church Central West uh, and Church Central North. Uh, some people have asked me, well, who are the elders going to be there? Well, they all now know. So uh, if, if you're interested, uh, up in the north, uh, Chris Yeo uh, is going to be uh, leading um, a team up there uh, with James Meller uh, as an elder uh, alongside him. Um, Church Central West, um, Owen uh, is going to be leading uh, that team with Sanju and Steve Fryer. Uh, alongside him uh, and uh, here at South uh, I know at different times different people have um, thought different people are leading Church Central South um, which has been amusing at times and maybe slightly awkward for some of the people involved when, when it's not them but uh, I, I take a bit of kind of uh, pleasure in that because uh, as I said earlier I, I love releasing other people in leadership and um, what we'll see any number of people carrying responsibility, flourishing and thriving in that. Uh, but in case you're wondering, um, officially I'm kind of the leader of Church Central South. Um, <laughs> I know I'm not always around. Um, this morning is the first time for over a month, so, uh, but that's because I'm very confident in the team around me and, and, and thrilled for the work of the people I am. But uh, the plan is to keep on leading Church Central South. Uh, but to keep on with the role, uh, at least uh, kind of this next season, uh, encouraging West and North, and as long as they want to kind of invite me and some of the other kind of preaching team in uh, to, to help them on Sundays, we're, we're committed to keep doing that. So uh, if, if I'm not always around, it's not that I've overslept or I'm just constantly on holiday. Um, although it could be a cunning ruse, everyone thinks I'm somewhere else. <laughs> uh, but no, no. Uh, no, but ongoing role. Ongoing role, kind of supporting and serving uh, the other sites turning to churches uh, as well. So that's the plan in terms of what happens next. Uh, the other thing that you can be doing in the meantime, as well as getting in touch with me, uh, is praying. And uh, this being a prayer meeting, uh, I think it's probably about time we did some praying. 